This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open, James Jones, touchdown, Raiders! I'm not a big gambler, I only play the slots, because you know what they say, scared money, don't make money, and I got scared money. Rodgers, to the end zone, caught, for the touchdown, James Jones! John Gruden has not coached since 2008, so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level? You know, and it's just Cali swag. What's good, Raider Nation? You are listening to Keeping It 300, brought to you by Blue Wire and our good friends at Bet Online, DoorDash, and NFL Sunday Ticket. I'm Fallon Smith. My guy James Jones will join me in just a second. I hope you aren't mad at us, Raider Nation. Yes, I know it has been a few weeks since our last podcast, but JJ, he's been swamped with the NFL Network, among other duties like being a youth football coach, and I am beyond busy with work and also taking care of a newborn, among other things. But with the Raiders finalizing their 53-man roster and finally football, yes, the Raiders' first game this Sunday, we had to get a podcast out this week for all of you fans. I will also make sure to do game recaps and reaction episodes each week going forward. So hopefully you hold me to that and hopefully I actually stand by my word. (laughs) But a lot has happened since our last podcast. Marcus Mariota has been placed on IR with the designation to return. Tyrell Williams was placed on season ending IR. So that's a blow. Lynn Bowden Jr. was traded to the Dolphins. That had Raiders fans riled up. The Raiders cut veteran safety Demarius Randall. Of course, the 53-man roster was released. The Raiders named their captains. And week one of the 2020 season is upon us. Raiders at Carolina. We will preview that later in the show and give you our bold predictions for week one. Now, there were other little happenings within the Raiders organization, but we're going to focus on what I just mentioned, okay? Um, And real quick, before I bring in James... I wanted to name the 2020 captains for the silver and black. As most of you know, captains are voted by the players. So these guys were selected by their peers. It shows, you know, the team has a ton of respect for these guys. So no surprise, we got quarterback Derek Carr, no-brainer. Center Rodney Hudson, also a no-brainer. Linebacker Kyle Wilbur, who the Raiders re-signed after placing Marcus Mariota on IR. 
Also, defensive lineman Malik Collins and linebacker Nick Kwiatkowski, two of the newest Raiders signed during free agency, they were named captains. And my favorite pick for captain, my favorite pick in quite some time actually for for captain, safety Eric Harris. Well-deserved. We've had him on this podcast, and if you don't know his story, make sure you check out the episode that he was on from last season. Dude was working at a freaking potato chip factory, y'all, and he made his way all the way onto an NFL roster and has gotten better year in and year out. I freaking love it. Congratulations, Eric Harris. Well-deserved. All right, time now to bring in my guy, former NFL Super Bowl champion, current NFL analyst for the NFL Network, James Jones. How are things with you and the fam in AZ, JJ? What's cracking like it, man? We big chilling, man, trying not to pass out spankings at this virtual school. But other than that, <laughs> we pass some basketball, some football, and we getting it on. But it's all good. James Jones, a certified sneakerhead, if you guys saw, um, can see the video that I'm looking at right now. He is in his closet, apparently, or I don't know where you are. You are in a room with just a bunch of sneakers from the floor to the ceiling. So I'm a little <laughs> jealous. We all can't be like you, but it's all good. Oh, man. Listen, I'm in my closet right now because, you know, I was like, okay, Fallon used to do it in her closet. It must be some good little sound. So let me get <laughs> in the closet, you know, and all that good stuff. So I'm in here. Yeah, I got uh, too many shoes, man. I got to throw some away, too. Not throw some away. Give some away. Give some away. Yeah. You're actually still on the struggle bus when it comes to your sound, but it's okay. It's a little better, I guess. I would say, but... <laughs> hey, you don't never give me no credit. You always shoot me down. It's all good. I'm used to it. <laughs> Well, as I told our listeners earlier, uh, a lot has happened since our last podcast. And for months, I have said, look out for Brian Edwards. He's going to be a dominant player in the NFL. He will start over Tyrell Williams. Well, that seems to be happening because, unfortunately, it's actually by default (laughs) as Tyrell Williams was placed on season-ending IR with a torn labrum. Man, I think this is his third time he's actually torn his shoulder. Really, really a bummer. Um, dating back to his college days, I believe. But James, last year I would have been freaking out at this time. But with the depth that the Raiders have at wide receiver, not so much. (laughs) In your opinion, uh, what impact do you think Tyrell's absence will have on this Raiders receiving core and just the offense in general? It's tough for me because, you know, I feel like I feel like we needed Tyrell, especially early in the season, to kind of help mold and lead these young receivers. You know what I mean? Yes. You got some questions out there. You know what I mean? We on the fly. You know, yeah, the quarterback going to be talking to you and the coaches is going to be talking to you, but nothing is like getting it from your fellow receiver that's been playing this game at a high level for a little while and, you know what I mean, can, can, can give you some knowledge. So we're going to miss him from that standpoint of it. But let's not get it twisted. This is and will be – a run-first football team mm. with all the weapons that they have. So you're going to run this ball with Josh Jacobs and Rashard behind this big old line. Then we're going to get on this play-action pass, and here come this speed out you. You know, we got Henry Ruggs, and now we got Edwards on the other side running these routes and Hunter Renfro in the slot running these routes and Darren Waller in the slot running these routes. So from a veteran standpoint of him being out there, I think, you know, the young fellas is going to miss that, you know what I mean, because it's basically two rookies starting on the outside right now if it's going to be Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs. So they'll miss that uh, early in the season. But I feel like as they get going, they'll mm-hmm. get their mojo. You got, a, you got a speedster on the outside who could do it all. We all know in Henry Ruggs. And then you now you got Brian Edwards on the other side who, hey, listen, 
this opportunity just presented itself for mm-hmm. you to really come out here and make a huge impact. And I promise you, I'm telling you right now, Edward, if you are listening to this <laughs> podcast, I'm telling you right now, when you step on the football field, you are getting man-to-man coverage. Mm-hmm. You better believe it. Darren Waller will not beat us. Henry Ruggs will not beat us over the top. We will make sure that off the bus, when we get off the bus as the Carolina Panthers, we are going to stop Josh Jacobs. So when you're out there, you got to understand, man, I'm either going to get zone coverage or it's going to be man to man. So listen, man, memo to yourself because I've been in this situation. All right. When it was Greg Jennings and Donald Driver and Bubble Franks, and I'm looking over there like, dang, they don't care nothing about me. You know what I mean? And here I go. <laughs> and I'm and I'm eating as a rookie. Yeah. You are going to get a lot of opportunities from Derek Carr. He already trusts you. He's told us that, that he trusts you. He believes in you. He feel like he could just throw it over there. And you are going to get man-to-man coverage a lot, man. So tie your cleats up, whether you got Nikes, Adidas, Under Armour. I don't know what to wear. <laughs> tie them up real tight and let's go to work, man, because you don't get a lot of opportunity. Well, the good news is he wears at least 89. We know that much. So that man. number... Already. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be a star already, just based on that. <laughs> anyway, so um, other big news. It's funny. My guy, JJ, doesn't really pay attention to the Newswire <laughs> or Twitter or any of that stuff when he is not working. So I kind of just broke the news to him that Marcus Mariota has been placed on IR, injured reserve, but with the designation to return. So not season-ending IR. Um, So this is what is kind of concerning to me. Two of the Raiders' top seven guys in terms of money against the cap are an injured reserve with Tyrod Williams and Marcus Mariota. Now Mariota, again, has a designation to return, so he can return as early um, as after three weeks, right? Now, he wasn't having a good camp to begin with. Reporters who were there said that he struggled, and that obviously comes with, you know, learning a new system, And he also was, I guess, dealing with some um, elbow injury. I believe that's what Coach Gruden said early on in camp. And now he's working through an apparent pectoral injury. So Nathan Peterman will start the season as the Raiders' backup quarterback. The Raiders also signed Deshaun Kaiser to their practice squad after he spent last season on the Raiders' 53 53-man roster. He never played a game last season, though. At least he knows the system, though. Um, So for all of you that were hoping Mariota was going to take Derek Carr's job, obviously that is not happening. But for me, James, I think the biggest disappointment with this is that the Raiders paid this guy a lot of money to be a backup. Premium dollar for a backup quarterback. $7.5 guaranteed, to be exact. And now he's starting the season on injured reserve. Yeah. Well, for me, it's really not a big deal because I'm not looking at it as the money. I'm looking at it as, did we need him? You know, and right now, we don't need him. You know what I'm saying? Derek Carr is the starting quarterback. We do not need him. But at the same time, God forbid, if something was to happen to D.C., you know what I'm saying, you want a guy that could come in there and, and at least win some ball games, and you're not sitting there struggling, and the next thing you know, you four games back in the hole because of a quarterback situation, you know? So that's, that's the part that sucks because that is what you paid them all that money for. You want them to come in there. If Derek Carr was to get hurt, you bring them in here and listen, we're still able to fight and compete and be in some ball games. You know what I mean? So now with him down, you know, let's pray and hope that nothing happens to DC. You know what I mean? Because the Raiders will be in serious trouble 
with the backup quarterback position, and that can really cost you your season, Yeah, you know, because you're coming into this season with high hopes to make a playoff push and things like that and fight for this division. And if you lose your star quarterback and the guy that you paid all that money to come in here to, to, to be the backup quarterback is, is already hurt and on injury reserve, I mean, the season is looking is looking shaky. So that's the thing that hurts. But we going into the season saying, hey, man, this big-time old lie going to protect D.C. and there ain't nothing going to happen to him. And uh, they'll never know that uh, Marcus Mariota was, was, was needed because D.C. and them going to be out there balling. Amen, amen. Um, all right. Well, the other head-scratcher was third-round pick Lim Bowden Jr. was traded to the Dolphins in exchange for a fourth-round pick. Now, the Raiders, they also had to send a sixth-round pick to Miami. And this is the second time the Raiders and the Dolphins have traded with each other in the last couple of weeks. So... Um, I believe a couple weeks ago, Miami traded Raekwon McMillan in a fifth-round pick to Las Vegas for a fourth-round pick. And that's the same pick that the Raiders are getting back in this deal. Now, as far as Bowden goes, uh, this is a guy, James, who was supposed to, you know, do it all, be the Raiders' Swiss Army knife. He played quarterback, running back, and wide receiver in college. You know, Raiders, though, uh, wanted him to play running back, so that's where, where he was primarily at camp. Now, apparently he didn't have a really good camp. <laughs> struggled at pass blocking, uh, lacked explosiveness. In my opinion, if that was the case, right, I would say, look, you're asking a guy who played primarily quarterback last season at Kentucky, right, and you're asking him to play running back in the NFL. You got to be patient with him. You got to give him some time to develop, right? But there was actually more to this. He apparently was partying, wasn't a great influence on the other rookies. Again, allegedly, okay, Allegedly, this was the case. This is all the rumors and reports coming out. And if that's the case, then okay. It doesn't fit what Mike Mayock and John Gruden are trying to do. So I understand. Now, what I appreciate is Mayock straight straight up came out and said, this was my mistake, 100% on me. He admitted he made the mistake. And I give him credit for doing that because, as you know, James, some GMs would just let their pride get in the way. You know, and keep the guy on the team. (laughs) And if it doesn't work out later, then you say, okay, it was a bad pick. But what Mayock did was admit his mistake, and then he got something back in return. You know, he got a fourth-round pick. So he fell on the sword now, right, sooner rather than later. And I totally respect that. Well, number one, it has to be something that really was happening off the field for me. Okay. You know, because it's one thing to, to say that, all right, he wasn't having a good camp. It's fine if he's a seventh rounder and you're saying that. Yep. Or, or a fifth rounder, and that's even close, if you're saying that. But when you're talking about one, two, and three, they get a lot of opportunities to make mistakes. Yeah. And even with that being said, at the end of the day, if those mistakes are in practice, we still want to see what you can bring to us in the games. You know what I mean? So I could see if this trade happened maybe two or three games into the season and you seeing like, okay, we don't need him or he's not that guy we said he was going to be. You know, so for me, for Mayock and Gruden to pull the plug on him this early without, without not even seeing him play a game, mm-hmm. it, it lets me know that it had to be something off the field. And yes, he might have been having a bad camp or not picking up blitzes and not being able to block and lactic explosiveness and all that, but Still, with that being said, if it was nothing off the field and he was struggling with that, with being a third-round pick, they're going to give him chances to go in this ball game and be able to see, okay, can he help us? What kind of player is he going to be when these lights are on? Yeah. So to already deal him 
before this happened, it lets me know that it had to be something off the field that they really did not like or it was a red flag to them. And they like, listen, you know, we just going to let him go now before this gets any worse. Because let me tell you something. It's one thing that a, every coach has in common. And that is you want whatever message you're preaching to your team, mm-hmm. you want your players to be preaching that same message. Mm-hmm. That that That's from every coach I've ever been around. You want your players talking like you. Yep. You want your players acting like you. So if you got a player in there and he rubbing off on some of the other guys and he not talking and acting like a Raider or acting like Gruden or Mayock and is rubbing off on other people, no matter how good you are, I've seen great players get released or mm. traded because of that certain situation. So it had to be something off the field. And if you feel like, hey, man, he's a bigger problem off the field and he ain't giving us this on the football field, then he got to go. Exactly. And so that's kind of why I said, look, he was a third rounder. You got to be patient with the guy. You're asking him to do so much when he was playing quarterback, you know, not too long ago. So um, obviously all those reports about him um, partying and being a negative influence on the rookies, maybe there's some truth to that. But is that a big deal? Because as a rookie, you come into this money and you never had it before. And so you're going to have fun, James. But does that become a problem to an extent? Like, where's the line? Because he has to know that some guys and some young players are going to be out in Vegas partying. Especially because, duh, now they're in Vegas. <laughs> oh, and, and, and for me, it's not. The line is when you start like I said, rubbing off on your other teammates. Okay. And yeah, you want to, you could say, hey man, stop being a follower all you want. Yeah. But if you're rubbing off on your teammates the wrong way, are you not, are you being difficult in the locker room? Are you this guy in the locker room that everybody is like, man, shoot, this dude over here, cancer to the team, whatever it may be. You know what I'm saying? It beyond the clubbing or whatever you're doing out there, who cares about that? Go have fun, live your life as long as you don't get in trouble and all that. I mean, I can't stop you from doing nothing. You're a grown man. Mm-hmm. But when you come in this locker room and you're distracting everybody in this locker room or you may be a cancer to this team in the locker room, then then you got to go. And I think that's, that's, that's where you draw the line. You can go out and party and do whatever you want to do. That's your life. Everybody's different. Some yeah. people choose to go home. Some people choose to stay in the building and watch film. Some people choose to go club. You know what I mean? I'd have, I'd have been I'd have been around them all. I'd have been around the dudes that want to go out and club, come in on Sunday, ball their butts off. You yeah. know what I mean? I'd have been with the people that want to watch film all day, come in, ball their butts off. Mm. I'd have been at people that want to go home and say, F everybody, come back, ball their butts off. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but once I've been in the locker room to where – We've had cancers on the team. Mm, okay. You know, we had dudes on the team where you had to kind of grab and say, bro, quit going against everything. Yeah, get it together. You know what I mean? Like every everything coach say you going against. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I understand you might disagree with it and all that type of stuff, man. But number one, you're a rookie. Number two, even if you was a 10-year man, just go along with it, bro. We all in the same room. You know what I'm saying? We all try to get to the same goal. So if it gets to a point like that, and even if he's a third-round pick – you know what I mean? Say if he signed for millions, mm. you know, it could get worse with him, you know. And I don't know what happened, but yeah. I feel like I was a third round pick. And I feel like I got every chance in the book to make mistakes in practice. Yep. Every chance in the book to make mistakes in game. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But when I stepped on the football field in the games and the lights came on, they seen I could make some plays. So even if I was a. Hey, this and that off the field, you're going to get those chances. So 
it let me know that he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do on the football field. They didn't think he was that type of player. And on top of it, you know what I mean? He was acting a fool in the, in the locker room and all that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and the Raiders had to just basically suck up, I guess it was under a mil, 900 and something thousand for his signing bonus. And they had to do that again for Demarius Randall. So the Raiders, they cut safety, veteran safety, Demarius Randall. They paid him a guaranteed $1.5 million before they cut him. Um, it's because, guess what? My guy, Eric Harris, just straight out beat him out for the starting job opposite Jonathan Abram. So I'm pumped for Eric Harris. I think that everyone, and even Mike Mayock, he said, I expected Randall to come in here and compete for the starting job. But Eric Harris said, nah, this is my job. <laughs> so, they, so they cut him. And this is a guy you played with, right, 2015 uh, with the Packers. Yeah, I played with I played with Demarius Randall. When he was with the Packers, he played corner. But then when he went to the Browns, he played safety. So this was a virtual, uh, a, a, versatile. A, what, a versatile guy coming in there, man, that could, that could do both. You know what I mean? Um, he played at a high level. I mean, was a first-round pick out of Arizona State. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... You know, the Packers had high hopes for him. Obviously, the Browns traded for him. They had high hopes for him. The Raiders signed him, gave him 1.5, had high hopes for him. But listen, even with Randall being a first-round pick and, and being all that, it's just certain it's just certain guys that you don't bet against. You know what I mean? And when you when you look at guys like Harris that, that, that come from the mud mm-hmm. and, and got it from the mud and, and, and got it the hard way, mm-hmm. hey, listen, I ain't giving you nothing, Randall. I don't care if Charles Woodson came back in this building. <laughs> this is something right here yeah. that you're going to have to take from me. You know what I mean? And that's the mindset. And it's the reason why the Raiders post their captains today. And voila, Harris is a captain. Amen. You know what I'm saying? You know, so it's it's just certain dudes that you don't want to, you, you really don't want to compete with, man. That mindset is, is, is totally different, man. And Randall probably came in there, you know, and me being around Randall, he probably came in there like, ah, man, shoot, I'm a veteran safety. I done made these plays. This dude here, free agent and all that. This is my job. You know what I mean? Hold up, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> hold up, hold up. But earlier before you came on, we actually went through the captains, and I said, you know, how Eric Harris deserves – Every bit of it. And it's a award when you're, you know, named a captain. It's voted by your peers. So, you know, when you're in this league, something that you always say, you want respect. And he got respect from, from the players. And that's that's a huge sign that Eric Harris is one of the leaders, you know, on this team and on this defense. So I'm pretty proud of him, pretty excited for him, pumped up for him to see what he can do this season. All right, it's time to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will dive into the Raiders' 53-man roster and also give you our bold predictions for their game on Sunday against the Panthers. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What's going on, Blue Wire listeners? So you've counted on restaurants, right? And now they're counting on you. And while some of their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food that you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. 
open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside of your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your local restaurants are still open for delivery too. So just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off and no delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero, yes, zero, zilch, nada on delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BLUEWIRE. Again, don't forget, that's BLUEWIRE, all one word, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Speaking of food, you're going to be needing some food on Sundays, baby, because Sundays are back in the NFL. Oh, yeah, I am so excited. And with NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live, out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. And get this, use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. You won't regret it. All right, so we are back. The 53-man roster was released, and since the initial 53 came out, there have already been a few changes. Some notables, the Raiders brought back linebacker Kyle Wilbur and swing tackle Sam Young to their 53, and wide receivers Keelan Doss and Marcel Aitman were signed to the Raiders practice squad. I was excited to see that Keelan got a chance to come back because you never know what's going to happen. Keelan out of there. Oh, he's about to get signed by another team? 100%. Keelan, Keelan is out of there. He, he won't be on the Raiders practice squad for long. I give, it, I give it max two weeks. But that means since they cut him, he cleared waivers, right? Yeah, he cleared waivers, but he did the same thing last year after his uh after he balled out in preseason, and then boom, somebody came and scooped him up off the practice. Yeah, ball. yeah, you true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I mean, you got to understand right now, a lot of guys are going to clear waivers because it's not no preseason. Oh yeah, you got to see what they're made of first. Exactly. So it's not no preseason. So a lot of teams are like the guys we kept, we believe in, right? Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Now when we go out here week two and week three, and we like, man, these receivers we kept is absolutely boo boo to poo poo. <laughs> all right, listen, we seen what Keelan Doss did in the preseason and all that last year. Let, let's go get him. Hopefully, he can help. Okay, nice. Yeah, you're right. And that's a good problem to have to have a guy like Keelan Doss who would literally make your 53 you have them on the practice squad that's a good sign that your offense and your roster has upgraded from the year prior so we'll see what happens with Keelan Doss also Marcel Aitman um, he was a guy who made a couple plays for the Raiders last season he's also on the practice squad so as for the 53-man roster I'm just going to go by position so quarterback, you got Derek Carr and Nathan Peterman. Um, Deshaun Kaiser on the practice squad, of course. At wide receiver, they kept six, James. I knew they were going to keep, keep six. Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro, Brian Edwards, your guy, Nelson Aguilar, Zay Jones, your other guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Rico Gafford, the speedster. So, so now I, they have they have they haven't said starting lineups, have they yet? De- they have a depth chart. Who's is, so Brian? So Brian Edwards is starting over Zay Jones. Damn you! I was looking at the depth chart and I believe hundred percent yes. I think he's in the X. Hold on, let me see. 
But you gotta let me know that, man, because Zay Jones, man, because Zay good, man. I mean, it was and Anis, he's been there for a little while, so he's and he worked out with Derek Carr this off season, like. He put in work with Derek. Yeah, I'm sure he's comfortable in the system and all that type stuff now. He probably was showing out out there, but no, it's Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards, Zay Jones. They have Zay Jones right now behind Henry Ruggs. Okay, I'm telling you, right. I'm I'm telling you, my guy Brian Edwards is starting, bro. My guy <laughs> Brian Edwards is starting. <laughs> he didn't believe me, but it was also by default because obviously Tyrell was, you know. Uh, healthy he would be starting and then Edwards would have to you know prove himself to get in that starting lineup regardless he was going to get snaps man he was going to get his time all right so let me go get out of this Raiders site now Zay Jones will still make plays this is the thing there's only one ball to go around James there's a lot of this is a good problem to have there's a lot of talent on this Raiders roster so again the Raiders kept six wide receivers at running back Josh Jacobs Jalen Richard Devontae Booker made the team um, and then you have fullback Alec Ingold at tight end. They kept four. So they kept Darren Waller, Foster Moreau, Jason Wynn, Old Man Wynn, of course, and Derek Carrier. Um, I think it's smart for them to keep four because it's a little insurance. Oh, yeah. Moreau coming uh, off of I injury. Why, I, I know why they kept four. Because Derek likes his tight ends? No, because <laughs> you, 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 you ever heard of 12 personnel? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Twelve, 12 personnel for our fans out there that don't know, that's listening to our pod. It's two tight ends, mm-hmm. a running back, and two wide receivers on the outside. So when you have two tight ends that can make plays, and not only in the pass game, but bully people in the run game, mm-hmm. it is it is going to be problems. And then you say, okay, load the box up. Here go this play-action pass with these two tight ends. And it's crazy that they, that they kept four because I think that is going to be a big package, what the Raiders are going to do this season and that's 12 personnel mm. you don't see a lot of teams i'm i'm safe to say ain't no other team in the national football league on the active roster kept four tight ends probably i'm, go, just, I I'm, check, just, I'm just going out on a limb and the only other team that i might could think about that is tampa bay because they got four good ones mm-hmm. yeah. but to keep four tight ends that lets me know that you're looking at that personnel as it being heavy in your game plan because it would be tough to stop if you put a speedster like Henry Ruggs out there, a pass catcher like Darren Waller at the tight end position who can run. And then you got you got Edwards on the other side. And then you got Josh Jacobs in the backfield. Then you put a guy in there like Jason Witten who's a monster at blocking and still can do some some of the short game in the pass game. That's going to be a big-time package for the Raiders. But I see them keeping four tight ends. That tells me a lot of 12 person male. All right. Well, we will see. You heard it here first. <laughs> I won't be surprised, though, if they do that, if they go that route. Um, okay, so if, as far as the offensive line goes, n- not many surprises here. Here's your starters. So you got Cole Miller, Richie Incognito, Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, Trent Brown, and your backup guys. A lot of depth here. Brandon Parker, John Simpson, Andre James, Denzel Good, Sam Young. So some good depth. Let's move on to the defense. So we have at defensive end, Cleveland Farrell, Max Crosby, Arden Key, Carl Nassib, Kendall Vickers, who was a surprise, but apparently he turned some heads at camp. Uh, Nose tackle, Jonathan Hakins, Daniel Ross at D-tackle, Malik Collins, Mo Hurst, Sam Linebacker, Nicholas Morrow, Kyle Wilbur, Mike Linebacker, Nick Kukowski, and Raekwon McMillan. Weak side linebacker, you have Corey Littleton, the big prized 
free agent that I'm very excited about. Um, at corner, pretty young here, minus LaMarcus Joyner, but Damon Arnett, Trayvon Mullen, LaMarcus Joyner, Isaiah Johnson, Keyshawn Nixon, Amik Robertson. Free safety, Eric Harris and Dallin Leavitt. Love it. Sorry, I don't even know how to say his last name. Apologies. Apologies. Um, strong safety. You have, of course, Jonathan Abram, who's coming off an injury, and Jeff Heath. So by me just naming these guys, you know, naming these guys on the roster, the upgrades that they made up front get me excited. Yeah. But then I'm realizing when I'm naming the guys in the secondary, they're going to have to rely on a ton of young guys on the back end. Yeah. So I'm hoping the secondary will step up this season. Yeah. But, you know, you have a bunch of first-year guys and a guy like Jonathan Abram, who's basically a rookie, you know. He only played one game last season. Yeah. Um, so aside from LaMarcus Joyner and Jeff Heath, you know, you got guy and Eric Harris, I guess you would say. You got a ton of young guys on the back end. Jonathan Abram, Arnett, Mullen, uh, Johnson, uh, Robertson. You know what I mean? Yes, and I think when when I when I look at the the young players in the back end, it just it just lets me know that we're gonna have to help them out, and that is you're gonna have to get some pressure on the quarterback. You know what I mean? If you could speed up their time clock and be able to get some pressure on the quarterback, and they don't got to cover as long then you're going to help the young fellas out. But if we're not getting any pass rush and you're talking about in this division of receivers you're going to have to cover, then they're going to be in trouble, I believe. But if they can get some pass rush and them young fellas could come down and break on some balls and, and, and be able to play free and, and understand that the pass rush is, is coming, you know what I mean, or whether you're drawing up some exotic blisters and it's coming and the ball's going to have to come out, that's going to help them young fellas. But when you look in the division, man, you got in San Diego. I mean, in San Diego. In Los <laughs> Angeles, you got, you got Keenan Allen. You got Mike Williams. Yep. Then, then, you, go to, then you go to Denver. You got, you got uh, Jerry Judy. And you got Corlin Sutton. Then you come to Kansas City and you got everybody. Everybody <laughs> named Mamas. It's all there. You got Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. You got all the boys. So I think their best friend is going to be the – pass rush and, and, and getting after the quarterback for those young fellas that just run around and play and really don't got to cover for too long um, and then help them out. But if you put them out there on the island, I mean, it's going to take them some time. You know, hey, we all started off as young players in this league and you make a name for yourself. So mm-hmm. this, is the time, this is the time for them to do that. But I would love to see them help them out with some pass rush. It sucks because we keep talking about like what we hope to see, et cetera, but we haven't even seen them take a couple of snaps in preseason. So this is all unknown. Exactly. It's all unknown, but we, we do know Cleveland Farrell, he had a great offseason. He was working hard, put on some weight, and he had a heck of a camp apparently, was making plays, looked explosive. I'm excited to see what he can do and if he can live up to that, you know, number four overall pick billing. Right, and I think he is going to this season. He's going to turn some heads, um, and it's going to be exciting to see him and, and Max Max Crosby, you know, do some damage together. So Cleveland Farrell, Max Crosby, you have the additions of Kukowski and Corey Littleton. So up front, you're oh, and Malik Collins can't forget about him. So you're like up front, they make some upgrades. So I think they, yeah. if they get pressure on the quarterback, definitely going to help those guys on the back end. And th- this Raiders defense, just on paper right now, looks a lot better, a lot faster entering the 2020 season. And real quick, I can't forget the special teams, guys. My bad. But punter, A.J. Cole, <laughs> kicker, Daniel Carlson, and long snapper, Trent Seek. Overall, how are you feeling about the roster, J.J.? I like it, man. I'm ready. I'm re- I'm excited for some football, man. You know, at the end of the day, you can put together any roster you want. 
we got to go out there and play these games, man. So I'm looking forward to them getting out on this field and playing some of these games, man, and getting that, getting after it, man. Cause I, I want to see this new look Raiders. I do. I got high hopes, man, high expectations for them, man. I think they can really do some damage if it go the way that I think it should go and the way that they think it should go. They should come out there and have a good year. So I'm ready to go, man. Well, speaking of ready to go, we're going to wrap up with this. I can't believe it, but week one is upon us. I didn't even think we were going to be here or get here because of COVID. So week one, the Raiders will travel to Carolina on Sunday to take on the new look Panthers. So the Raiders look new. Panthers look new. We don't know what to expect. There's going to be no fans in the stadium. It's going to be a little weird. Where is this one at? Oh, Carolina. Okay. You missed the part where I said at Carolina, travel to Carolina, but that's okay. Maybe I I wasn't paying attention to that part. (laughs) Okay, so you have the upgraded Raiders roster versus Teddy Bridgewater, Christian McCaffrey, and you can't forget about DJ Moore, right? And they signed one of my favorites. To Robbie Anderson. Oh, you know, Robbie yeah, Anderson Robbie Anderson. I forgot Robbie Anderson could go as well. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, he has a lot to prove. Finally starting at quarterback for a team. It's been so many years. Obviously, last year he got, you know, some some reps at uh, New Orleans when um, Drew Brees went down. And he and he played well. I think he had like 153 passer rating when he played uh, with the Saints last year. So I cannot wait to see him in action. I'm pretty pumped for him. I hope. You know, he has all the success in the world this season, except for on Sunday, James, um, against the Raiders. So we look at this Raiders team and all you can go based on is what they did last year. And obviously last year on defense, Raiders defense allowed nearly 104 passer rating last year. Okay, that was ranked 31st in the league. So second to last might as well just say dead last, right? <laughs> Jonathan Abram is back. You know, Trayvon Mullen entering his second season. Raiders, they're going to have to rely on a lot of young guys to slow them down. But obviously with the additions up front, that makes me excited because last year they were eighth against the run and you add Malik Collins and Kukowski and Corey Littleton in there and I think that they're going to do well. But what do you think about this matchup? What's what's going to happen on Sunday, man? I think this is just what the doctor ordered for the Raiders. Now I think the Raiders are going to open up with a bang. And I think they're going to beat the brakes off the Carolina Panthers. Oh, beat the brakes? The Carolina Panthers' defense has absolutely no one. Yeah, true. They don't. They they lost a lot of people, especially absolutely Luke Keekley. Absolutely no one. Yeah. They are rebuilding on defense. This is an offensive football team in Carolina. They are on a rebuild on the defensive side of the ball. And I just think that the Raiders, week one, is going to have too much for them. On the offensive side of the ball, I don't think they're going to be able to slow down Josh Jacobs. I think they're going to run the ball down their throat. I think the Carolina Panthers are in trouble, and I'm saying the Raiders win this big, and I got a score for you. The Raiders win. Okay. 35. Okay. 35-17, Raiders. Oh, so that's like a blowout that you have. Okay. I'm telling you, they're going to beat the brakes off of Carolina, man. I'm telling you right now. But that's only my week one prediction. I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> week two. So act. <laughs> week one. <laughs> Week one, I feel like this is just what the doctor ordered for okay. the Raiders, and they are going to explode. I'm telling you, they're going to explode with their new toys. They are going to explode. Carolina doesn't have enough to slow them down. I like the Raiders in this one, 35-17. Well, like I said about the Raiders, you could only go by on last year, and last year Carolina could not stop the run, right? And they're missing a few, a, a ton of pieces, including a guy like Luke Keekley. okay? And guess who replaced him? Do you know who replaced him, James? 
a former Raider linebacker to hear Whitehead. So that's not say that's not saying much, right? That's not saying much. My whole point is, I definitely think they're gonna rack up. I don't know. Let's just say two hundred something, three hundred yeah. something on the ground, possibly. And we all know Whitehead is a smaller linebacker too, so I yeah, can see them run that ball out. They're gonna have like three hundred plus on on the ground with both. No, I'm not gonna say three hundred. I'll say two fifty. How about that? Two fifty. That's a lot of dang yards on the ground. But anyways, as a team, I say five hundred total yards. But if we're going bold predictions, I wanted to do bold like three bold predictions, and you just like kind of jumped ahead, and that's fine. But my three bold predictions, since we're keeping it three hundred. I say, one, Cleveland Farrell is going to get the first sack for the Raiders, okay, and his first sack of the season. Actually, he's going to get multiple sacks in game one. Count it. And number two, dang it, I don't know if I want to go Henry Ruggs or Brian Edwards. Screw it. Brian Edwards will have a coming out party (laughs) and is going to have more yards than Henry Ruggs. I don't know why I just like flipped the script because before I was going the opposite direction. And number three, the Raiders are going to edge the Panthers with a final score of 28 to 24. So I kept it more close than you. Okay. I got three bold predictions right now, and, and, and mine come on a blowout anyway. So I'm going to say mm-hmm. that Jonathan Abram okay. comes back off of his injury. And goes and goes crazy, and I'm gonna say he comes out of the game and he has two interceptions. Love it. And seven and seven plus tackles. I like it. Then I'm gonna say Hunter Renfro, ten catches. Oh, ten catches on the game for Hunter Renfro. I don't know if it's gonna be ten catches for ten yards, ten catches for 180 yards. I don't know. I'm saying he just has. 10 grabs in the ball game. Then my next bold prediction, the Raiders will have five plus sacks on defense. Ooh, I like it. Five. And two of them are going to come from Cleveland Farrell. I don't know who they're coming from, but they're going (laughs) to have five of them on defense. That's my bold prediction. Okay, to add to my bowl predictions, Brian Edwards has 100 yards. 100 yards. There we go. I like that. Yeah, 100 yards. Okay. All right. Well, guess what, guys? That's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. I can't believe football is upon us. I am pretty pumped for Sunday. Uh, JJ has actually a new gig. He's going to be working with the, with the Green Bay Packers. Is that correct? Yeah, Packers Radio. Packers Radio pregame. Yes, sir. He's over here just hustling, doing it all. I see you out there still making your money post-football career. The grind never stops. Grind never stops, man. You got me on here. I'm got to go to work at, at 3.30, 4 o'clock. I'm on air for the network. You got me moving. And and uh, during this podcast, by the way, James was making up plays for his young guys, for his kids, because he has practice you in a couple hours. I try, I try to get my kids going because I got practice <laughs> at five o'clock right after I get off TV. So I make sure they good. <laughs> so, so when I say it's hard to schedule stuff with James, it's hard to schedule man. stuff with James. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. Hope you enjoyed the show. Till next time, for James, I'm Fallon. We out. Peace. Hey. 
Oh yeah, the wait is finally over. Football is back. Now you may not be able to be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, parachute's ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto loan rates as low as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.